If we lose freedom here, there's no place to escape to. This is the last stand on Earth. All things safe. With Representative Jason Sane. And good morning. You're listening to All Things Sane here on WSIC. We do this every Wednesday from 11 to 12. If you've missed us, you can catch the podcast. Uh, you all can, can also can catch the video on LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter, X, whatever we call it these days. All of that. Uh, glad to have you. However you get the show, glad that you listen, glad that you watch. Really appreciate it. It is uh, countdown to election time right now. It is, it's amazing how quickly this has come about. I am fortunate do not have a primary. There are others who do. Uh, and they are they are scrambling like crazy as they try to get votes. People encouraged to go see them. Of course, if you watch television these days, uh, you see a lot of the election ads that are on. I've seen some some pretty good ones. I've seen some eh, questionable ones, but uh, nevertheless, they're all out there and people trying to get uh, get to and reach all their voters. So it's exciting. I was just talking with State Representative Jeff McNeely. I was looking this morning. The NRA endorsements came out, I think, overnight, and I noticed that uh, he was the recipient of one. I told him, I said, why don't you call on the show? Let's talk about it, because it's a big deal, really. I, you know, there, there are a few endorsements that I that I really like to, to promote, but th- that's one that I personally think says a lot. I'm a lifetime member of the NRA. I believe in our Second Amendment rights. And uh, so I, I saw that with Jeff, and I said, hey, man, give us a call. So, Jeff, you on the line? Hey, I am. How you doing, sir? Man, I'm good. I, congratulations. That's a, that's a pretty big deal to get that NRA endorsement. Well, thank you. Thank you. It is uh, that. And I also got the grassroots North Carolina, which is our what I consider our kind of local uh, Second Amendment people, too. Paul Vallone, uh he also endorsed me. And so uh, real ticket about that. Second Amendment rights near and dear to me. Hunt a lot. Uh, gun owner with quite a few. Uh, guns, and uh, uh, I think that's one of our. our I always say, if it, the second protects the first. If you don't have, if you don't have the ability to defend yourself, you're not going to have the ability to speak your mind and be a free country like we are. Well, you're absolutely correct. I, Dave Allen, who's a candidate in the House District 111, I heard him say at a forum the other night. Uh, you know, the, the only thing uh, protecting us uh, against a bad man with a gun is a good man with a gun. And I, and I think that speaks to, to where you and I come from on, on our Second Amendment rights is that, you know, look, you hope you never have to use them, but that, that's what they're there for, to, to for protection and for hunting, too. Uh, there are other things, but uh, preserving those rights, making sure that they're kept, because we get it all the time at the legislative building. Uh, someone will file a bill from the, from the other side of the aisle, usually, uh, trying to limit our Second Amendment rights. And you've been a, a, a staunch supporter of those rights and a, and a fierce fighter. Uh, for that. So I, I think that speaks to to the level of, of your involvement. Uh, when I looked, I saw you had a four-star rating from GRNC. That's the highest you can get. Uh, I have one too, uh, which is very nice. Uh, your opponent did not even fill out the questionnaire, uh, which was interesting that that happened. But uh, nevertheless, uh, you you have something to tout, something to brag about. But what what goes into getting an endorsement for our listeners who, you know, you see these endorsements on television. You see it in the mailbox. But what does that really mean? What? What? How did you earn that? Well, uh, you know, I, theoretically or seriously, every session I've been up there, I've ran a Second Amendment bill of some kind or another. So I have been actively seeking to improve and and make sure our Second Amendment rights are protected. 
and that you are not denied in any way your right ability to uh, to own a firearm, carry a firearm, use it for hunting, use it for safety, whatever you want. It's your choice. It's your freedom, and I fight fiercely for that freedom. Jason, you and I both know every day we lose freedoms and, and really don't even realize it till it's gone what's happened to us. So if we're not on the watchtower making sure that the left is not trying to steal this from us, it will be gone. And it's our job to be up there on that tower, on that wall, protecting that Second Amendment because it starts at the, the very local, local levels all the way to Washington. Somewhere somebody's trying to tell us. Uh, what we can and can't do and how we can protect our families or whether we have the right to hunt or not hunt. And, and that's not what our Constitution says. And I'm strongly uh, uh, an advocate of our constitutional rights. Well, and, and you are uh, and you, you have been. And, and to your point about you know sponsoring the bills that matter, uh, they do matter. And if people who don't necessarily always watch the legislative process and know how that works, you know, when these bills come up on the floor, the, the other side, even if they're not, they're usually opposed to it, uh, but then they try these legislative tricks. They try to weaken or water down a bill or, or try to you know, word something that they, they will say it means one thing. When you analyze it, it actually does something far different from what, what they're saying it does. Uh, I watched you fend off a, a, a slew of amendments uh, on, on several of these bills. Uh, fighting, fighting against and talking down these amendments so that the, the bills weren't amended so that our, our rights weren't weakened. You, you ran the, um, and, and you actually ran, I think, several iterations of it, uh, basically being able to be, bring your firearm to places of worship. I forget the bill number. It might have yeah. been incorporated in, in two other things. Who knows? But I, but I remember you uh, being so passionate about it on the House floor and, and really fought off the other side to get that passed so that, so that people who worship uh, can do so safely. Uh, you know, we'd seen these rash of, of nuts attacking synagogues, attack, attacking churches, um, and it's it's that too is very important. What what brought you to that conclusion that that was something that you needed to do? Well, you know, listening to my constituents, uh, we actually what it is the bill is pretty simple. Uh, it 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 denied it was a loophole that denied people their Second Amendment right in their place of worship. If you had a school, a church school, which I think are wonderful, I wish every church had a school and educated children that way. Uh, but if you had that on your grounds, then come Sunday, you could not carry any kind of firearms because firearms are illegal on public and private school property in our state. And even though no school's going on, these people still could not protect themselves. And to me, that was is a complete loophole and it took me three tries, three different sessions, but finally got it done. Roy Cooper, every time, would, would ban it, saying guns don't need to be where students, which had nothing to do with the bill, which shows me, once again, he, when he vetoes something, there's no rhyme or reason to it. He, he just, I think, just flips the coin or sticks his finger in there and see which way the wind's blowing. No logic to it. And so we finally overrode his veto on it and got it done. And, yeah, I fought, I, I, I fought tooth and nail with the other side uh so many times it wasn't even funny on these three different runs to the bill but you know by the end i got pretty good at it i knew all their arguments which were really not arguments at all it was just baseless accusations well i i think it's very important for folks to realize too that again if I, we don't imagine that people watch you know 
uh, the legislative debate all the time. If they did, I, I think I'd have to question her sanity. Sometimes question Irish for sitting through some of the long debates. But <laughs> the fact that you had to do this three oh, different times to get this bill passed, I mean, it, that that says a lot that, you know, you didn't quit, you didn't give up, uh, you kept bringing it back and finally got it passed. Uh, we got to that supermajority so we could override that veto. So uh, congratulations to you and, and certainly congratulations on these endorsements. I know that's big for your campaign that you want to uh, be a part of that, that you want to you want to get that uh, uh, those those type of endorsements. They matter. So congratulations to you. Yeah, I mean, not, not only them, but I mean, I charter schools of North Carolina endorsed me. The North Carolina Truckers Association. I have CDL folks actually drive a truck and my own truck. Some they've endorsed me. I mean, it's just been a myriad of different ones that have endorsed me. Uh, Freedom Faith Coalition endorsed me on my stance. Hey, Jeff, on, uh, we're uh, about out of time. I tell me? you what, if you'll hang on during the break, we'll, okay. we'll come right back to you. Just hang on. Thanks for listening. That'll work. We'll do that. Appreciate it. <laughs> Keep it right here. All things sane with NC Representative Jason Sane will return after this short break on 105.9, 100.7 WSIC. If we lose freedom here, there's no place to escape to. This is the last stand on earth. All things safe. Representative Jason Sane. We've got fun and games. We got everything you want, honey. We know the names. We are the people that can find. And welcome back to All Things Sane here on WSIC. We do have fun and games. It's election time. Uh things are getting hot and heavy as <laughs> as candidates go out and try to get those votes before the primary. Uh we had on the phone before the break Representative Jeff McNeely, our state representative in Iredell County, one of our state representatives in Iredell County, our other spray mills. Uh, and then we have Senator Vicki Sawyer, who serves in the Senate very well. But uh, Jeff, uh, real quick, I cut you off. We had the break. You were going through a list of endorsements. Tell me about those. Yeah, I mean, you know, I've, I've just had a lot of people get behind me. And I appreciate it. I, I feel like that's just kind of a, a stamp of approval on the work that I've done over the last five years in the House, not only for Iredell County, but North Carolina, uh, had the state employees credit, our state employees uh, the, the association, they endorsed me. The Home yes. Builders state Association, association. Yeah. endorsed me. So just, well, that's uh, great. I mean, wow. I can go on and on and on. Well, I think it speaks to to the level that, that you've reached in the, in the North Carolina House. It does matter who, who people send and uh, you're certainly well respected, and obviously these groups wouldn't be endorsing you if they didn't believe in you. So, I hats off to you. Just wanted to share that news, uh, folks. You can check out those endorsements. Uh, go to your favorite interest group website. They usually do make those endorsements, but I just saw that Jeff had had gotten that NRA endorsement last night, and then uh, also the Grassroots North Carolina endorsement. I know those are two important ones, especially to the folks in Iredell County. So, congratulations to you, Jeff. Good talking to you this morning. Hey, thank you, brother. You have a great show. All right, take care. Uh, next up, I uh, really appreciate Jeff coming on. Uh, again, you never know when, you, when you're when you talking to folks in the morning. I, I get up early and, and start. Of course, this morning, I got a very special knock on the door. It is Valentine's Day. Hopefully, you've, you've done all your shopping, whatever it is that you needed to do for your special someone. Uh, but I, I had a DoorDash, uh, Starbucks coffee, and, and, uh, and sandwich brought to me that uh, my lovely wife took care of me this morning. She knew I was prepping for the show and getting ready for that and usually don't get a chance to eat breakfast. And so that was that was really nice. So really appreciate that, Catherine. And, and uh, uh, hopefully your special someone will do something special for you today. But joining me now, uh, we've got 
uh, a very special person who who I have come to know who's running for House District 73. Her name is Holly Edwards. Uh, Holly, welcome to the show. We're glad to have you on. If you'll give me just a second, I'll tell you all about Holly. So she's originally from Columbia, Kentucky, uh, but she moved to Concord in 1980 with her family. Uh, she's a graduate of Mount Pleasant High School, class of 82, and attended Cabarrus College of Health Sciences at Rowan Community College. So she's got a, she's a licensed general contractor, has her own small business. Uh, she's got a son, Stephen, who is a is it uh, a Concord firefighter, Holly? Is that right? Charlotte. Charlotte firefighter. Charlotte, Charlotte. firefighter. And um, and then he's married to Michelle, and they have one grandson, Chase. If I know anything about grandparents, the first thing they want to talk about is her grandchildren. Uh, so we'll, we'll, we'll get into that too. Uh, I, I know my parents love, love all of theirs. So, but you have served uh, on the Cabarrus County Board of Education. You were elected in 2004, reelected in 2008, and elected in 2018. And you have served as the board chair for five years. Uh, you've also been involved as the chair of the county planning and zoning, um, Cabarrus County Building Industry Association past president, Home Builders Association, of uh, Greater Charlotte, you're on the board of directors there. Uh, Habitat uh, for Humanity, Cabarrus County Chapter, board of directors, uh, Concord Chamber of Commerce. So you're you're very involved, and that that doesn't even touch all the things that you're involved in. But uh, you've been very involved for a long time, and now you're now you're running. Uh, you wanna you wanna come join us in the in the state house, and and we're certainly glad to have you. Uh, but you you first got to get through a couple elections and 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 pave the way. But welcome to the show, Holly. Thank you, uh, Jason. I really appreciate the opportunity and the invitation. Well, we're glad glad to extend that to you and glad to have you on. Uh, we, we've got to know each other a little bit. Uh, campaigning, crisscrossing across the state. Saw you at a, an event for uh, Kevin Crutchfield a couple of weeks ago. Uh, and, of course, have known you over the years. But uh, how's it going so far? How's your campaign going? Uh, it's going great. It is really going great. Have a lot of support uh, from the community, family and friends, uh, organizations. It is just it's it's really good. Well, glad to hear that. I, I know you do have a lot of support. Uh, I keep my ear to the ground. Uh, as folks who listen to the show regularly know that I'm the, the conference leader for the state house Republicans. Uh, so I, I do pay attention to who, who we might get, who we might not get. Uh, sometimes it worries us, but I don't worry at all about you. I think you'll be a nice compliment our caucus, you'll do well. Uh, you because of your past experience, and I think that's very important for folks to understand. Uh, you know, anybody can run, and anybody can file, and that's certainly their right. But but as you look at candidates, people who've experienced how to work with uh, state legislators, with their colleagues, working in environments where not everyone's always going to agree, uh, you develop a, a certain skill set that's very helpful. And and you've certainly got that kind of experience. What what's kind of your vision for for when you come to to Raleigh? Oh, gracious. Uh, you know, I definitely want us to continue to focus on jobs. You know, the economy is so very important. Uh, definitely education, of course, with my background in, you know, involving in education, I would like to see us address some real important issues there, you know, regarding learning loss and funding and, uh, you know, just that whole gamut that touches uh, education. Uh, infrastructure is important to me, you know, definitely with my background in, in the business that I do. Um, you know, there's a lot of uh, issues that go on in a county that is as great as ours because we're growing at such a rapid rate. Um, so there's just a lot of important issues that you guys are already tackling up there that I just want to be a part of that process and to be able to bring my knowledge and experience to the table. Well, and I, we thank you for that. I, when you when you talk about your background, uh, you know that's that's the the interesting thing about the legislature. People run for different reasons and they come from very different backgrounds. 
we've, I think we've made our, I think we've met quota on lawyers. Uh, no offense to the lawyers in the building, but uh, we've got plenty of those. Uh, but, but having someone with small business experience, first and foremost, and then also when you talk about infrastructure and then your experience uh, in the in, in dealing with with the education process, because education, you know, we, we kind of throw that out as one one word that is supposed to include everything and it does. But that, that goes from everything from funding to building buildings to looking at in, particularly in Cabarrus County as, as fast growing as Cabarrus is uh, meeting challenges that maybe other systems don't have. Uh, you, you've had to experience all of that in your tenure there. Uh, and find ways to succeed. Uh, I think that experience will be, bring a lot to to the legislative body. We're looking forward to having you up. Thank you, thank you. I appreciate that. You know, it it, it really does. People, you know, unless you're paying close attention, and most people aren't, you know, we do deal with a lot of um, issues that involve education, capital improvement plans, being proactive in uh, the comprehensive land use plan, you know, working with the county commissioners on that. So there are a lot of things that people don't uh, realize that you really touch when you're dealing with education. The funding and the, um, you know, the policies of, of surrounding education are just a piece and part of it. Well, it is, and it, and it, and it, and it will matter a lot uh, to, you know, I've, I, I'm a graduate of public education. I went to Lincoln County Schools. I went to NC State and UNC Charlotte. Uh, but, you know, and that's certainly important. Um, I, I've experienced it that way. Haven't experienced the way you have, though, because you've been a decision maker uh, on, on, a, on a board of education. I, I often call my, my board chair and, and some of my members of our, of our uh, school board here locally. I call, call our superintendent when issues come up with the legislature just so I can get their insight. Uh, and, and say, hey, help guide me on this. What, what, do you, what do you think about this legislation that's uh, coming before us? I think you will have a, a special niche as you, as you come to the legislature uh, because you have had that previous experience. And I think that's very important for people to know that. Uh, but that's, you know, you, nobody gets to pick just one issues and, and those only. So you get to come and uh, deal with a lot of different issues. As I tell people, you become kind of a pseudo expert on, on many, many topics. Uh, but, but I think you'll adapt well to that. And part of that's your small, small business experience because you've had to ride the highs and the lows of an economy. Uh, what's that been like? You know, it is. It's very challenging. Um, I've been a small business owner and a general contractor for uh, right around 25 years now. And construction does see its ups and its downs. It's one of the industries that probably deals with that uh, the most. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of things you don't have control over, you know, uh, job materials, cost, you know, things that kind of go up and down with the economy. So it's definitely one industry that you cannot always keep a thumb on the pulse or, or have, you know, great projections. But I've navigated through that. I have enjoyed it. I, I love what I do. Uh, I love being a part of the community and what we do in the community as builders. Um, but it's definitely makes you be, be very wise and very smart in how you, you know, what how you conduct your business every day because you just this is one industry that is very volatile. Well, it is, and you know, a lot of what we do in terms of capital projects at the legislative building, uh, as we go to fund those, I think your experience there is going to matter to us as well because <clears throat> we've got uh, Dean Arp who, who heads up our our capital uh, improvements uh, area of the budget. Uh, he's one of my co-chairs on the appropriations. Uh, he's an engineer, but also been a school board member. Uh, so I, I think you know, for the for the amount of money that we put into schools and into education, it's important that we do. Uh, how we spend it is equally as important. Making sure that we get the most for every dollar that we spend, so it's not wasted, so that it doesn't, so that you know we prevent it, uh, you know, not being wasted and not going to to a child's education. Because I I do think that's one of the most important things we do. Uh, but but 
also being a good steward of the money is is also very important. I know that that experience will be helpful. Uh, so look forward to that. We're he heading toward the break here. We've got Holly Edwards. She's running for House District 73. She's a home builder. She's a, a, a grandmother, uh, been involved and engaged in the community for a long, long time. She's running for House District 73. That's in Cabarrus County. After the break, we're going to come back, talk a little more, uh, ask her those tough questions that we're going to look at. Uh, you know, we, we won't be too hard on you, Holly, but uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get into some of the, the, the issues that we take up at the legislature, talk to you about that. We had on just a moment ago, Representative Jeff McNeely. Uh, he just got uh, several big endorsements, uh, but most importantly, the NRA endorsement. Uh, we'll talk to Holly about some of those issues at the legislative building. Uh, it is right at Election Day. Now, the early voting is starting. Uh, people will make their choices. They'll go out and, and uh, of course, get all that information. I always tell people, if you want the phone calls to stop, uh, go ahead and vote early because you'll be surprised at how quickly uh, they, they move on to someone else in the meantime. But, Holly, it's great to have you on. Uh, we'll be back in just a few minutes uh, with Holly Edwards. She is, again, is running for House District 73. We'll talk more politics. We'll talk all things sane. Uh, get into some other things. I hear there's a, a big name coming to Charlotte next week, and uh, we'll talk about that maybe a little bit too. But great to have you on. Thanks for listening to All Things Sane. Thank you. Sounds great. More of All Things Sane with NC Representative Jason Sane is coming up on 105.9, 100.7 WSIC. Now more of All Things Sane with North Carolina Representative Jason Sane on 105.9, 100.7 WSIC. If we lose freedom here, there's no place to escape to. This is the last stand on Earth. with Representative Jason Sane. And welcome back to All Things Sane here on WSIC. We do this every week on Wednesdays from 11 to 12. Uh, if you don't catch us from 11 to 12, you can catch us on the podcast. You can find it wherever you download your favorite podcast. You can also find us on YouTube, at, uh, broadcast live on X, and other places like LinkedIn. So glad to have you. However you catch us, however you see or hear the show, glad to have you. And today with me, we've got Holly Edwards. She's a candidate for House District 73, which is Cabarrus County, uh, a good portion of Cabarrus County, if I, I looked at the map correctly. Uh, yeah, but the Cabarrus, bigger than Lincoln. Lincoln is uh, my district. It's a one-county district. I'm very blessed. Uh, but you'll get to share that with two other representatives for sure. Um, and and you right then and there, you have to learn how to work with others to make sure you get things done for your people at home. But Holly, you've been doing that for a long time. You, you've served on the school board. Uh, you, you've been engaged in the community at, at various different levels. Uh, and that does mean a lot once you come to Raleigh and, and figure out how to how to navigate. I, I tell people sometimes the hardest thing sometimes is trying to find the bathroom. Uh, and in our legislative <laughs> building, there's four quads and uh, it seems like everything's a hidden passage, but uh, but I think you'll do well. Welcome to the show. We're glad to have you on today. Thank you, Jason. Once again, I appreciate the opportunity. And actually, I probably know where a few of those are in that building. I've been there numerous times. <laughs> well, that's right. You've been up. You've been up lobbying on issues for education, for uh, your industry, where you work in. Uh, so you you you're no you're no stranger to the building. No, no, I am not. 
Well, and that, that'll be helpful for you as, as you build, build upon the relationships you already have. Um, yeah, when we opened the show, I, I said, you know, you and I have met many times before. Uh, you, you, you really sort of know how it works. Uh, of course, no one can ever know truly till you, till you get sworn in. Uh, and then you get sworn out, I always say, but uh, but you get to do that. Um, looking forward to having you come up. Uh, you know, you're going to face a lot of issues, though, uh, when it when it comes to, to the legislative building. Uh, not every day is just a, a simple bill. I, I always love legislators when they stand up on the House floor and they say, well, this is just a simple bill. Well, there are no simple bills uh, right. because legislators are involved. But you, you get to deal with a, a, a really a, a bunch of issues like health care and, and immigration is a hot topic right now. Uh, taxes, of course, like say education is always huge. Uh, we know dealt with things like police reform, uh, gun control, or or protecting Second Amendment rights. Probably a better way to say that. But uh, where where do you kind of fit in on all those issues? I threw them all out there at you one time. But but like gun control, for instance, uh, where 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 are you on Second Amendment rights? Where where do you kind of fit in there? What's your philosophy? Well, I definitely support the Second Amendment, no doubt. And um, I think it's very important that we understand that, uh, you know, it's it's everybody's right to carry a gun, to have a gun, you know, for your own protection. You know, I will disclose completely that I do. And, um, you know, I think it's very important uh, that we understand that it's the person uh, that has that gun that just because we, you know, would attempt to uh, strengthen or tighten those laws, you know, the, the law-abiding citizens should not be penalized for what the non- or unlaw-abiding citizens would do or can do and that have caused, you know, our, our main issues with that. But I definitely definitely support the Second Amendment. Well, absolutely. Well, uh, you're in good company because me too. Uh, yeah. Easy enough. But, and, and, you know, when you talk about some, people think that, uh, I, I think some people think, particularly if they're not, familiar with guns and maybe guns aren't for everybody. I don't, I don't mean to say that they are, but uh, my wife carries as well. Um, you know, she and I went through our concealed carry class together. Um, she, you know, just for her safety, I'm glad she has and knows how to use it. She's actually a better aim than me. So um, somebody, <laughs> somebody wants to test that. I, I wouldn't advise it, but uh, uh, she's really good. The, um, you know, we, we also deal with issues like abortion. I know these are tough issues, but uh, they do come up from time to time at the legislative building. Uh, any, any thoughts on, on abortion? Well, you know, I'm I'm definitely uh, against abortion, uh, with the exception, you know, if a mother's life is at risk and a medical doctor deems you know necessary, uh, but definitely I am you know not in favor of abortion. Well, uh, that's the same here. That's uh, pretty much how I would say it. So, uh, uh, and then we've been dealing with ESG, and for folks that don't know or just hear that buzzword and forget what it means, because it's I'd like to forget what it means, but you can't because it's so prevalent. Uh, environmental, social, and governance policies. These were Corporations and sometimes even state governments uh, let these kind of policies leak in. Uh, how do you feel about that type of regulatory environment where we're, we may require, uh, as, a, as a legislative body, try to require, uh, you know, companies that do business with the state to have some type of ESG policy? You, you got an opinion on that at all? I do. I, you know, I'm definitely not in favor of that. You know, I, I, I do not like government overreach of what tells us what is good and what is, you know, bad. Um, I feel like we should only be looking at the material facts when we're making decisions. And I think that's the importance of it. So I'm definitely anti-ESG. Well, you, you and me both, I've uh, worked on that issue a lot uh, with with uh, some of my colleagues. We, we passed some, some good legislation this last session on that. So uh, it won't go away, but we'll do our best to, to at least tamp it down. 
Uh, you got to be vigilant always. Um, immigration is a huge issue. Uh, you know, we, we all you got to do is turn on television, watch as people pour across borders, uh, most, mainly our southern border. I had a constituent uh, friend of mine who sent me video. They were they were on a red eye back from Arizona, and the people that were put on the plane uh, couldn't speak English, didn't have correct documentation to get on the plane, were being led onto the plane. They they I mean they documented all of this. It's kind of amazing to see uh, that that's going to put a lot of stress on our economy in North Carolina if this continues. Um, any 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 thoughts on immigration? Um, is it something you hear from voters a lot about? I know I do here uh, in Lincoln, and I kind of imagine it just on the other side of the lake, Cabarrus probably gets a lot of the same stuff. Oh, absolutely. You know, I'm definitely in favor of securing our borders. You know, it is of utmost uh, importance right now, you know, the safety and security of our citizens here, you know, and, and, you know, it puts those people at risk as well. You know, women and children that are coming here, they're not familiar um, you know, they don't know what they're arriving into. Um, so it's a sa an unsafe situation for both those coming in and for those that are here. So I definitely think we adamantly, immediately need to start securing the border. Well, for sure. They, I, I, if you look at these congressional races and we, 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 you and I both have the benefit of living in the Charlotte market, which touches multiple uh, congressional districts. And, and if you just watch any of the commercials right now, uh, you're seeing just how how hot a topic that is. Uh, it's it's a big deal, as they say, um, and it and it is something that here in my district that I get a lot of questions about. There's, of course, obviously we can't enforce border security from a from a state level in terms of closing our borders, uh, but it certainly matters to us with with the influx of people and what it's going to cost us and cost me and you as just taxpayers, but what it's going to cost everybody, uh, and it's really cost of opportunity. This is the land where. You know, I, at least you, you and I are small business people. We we believe in opportunity. You you have the opportunity to to do well and sometimes fail even. But you know, when you're when you're having to stretch it out and pay for everybody else from other countries, uh, that gets just a little too much for I think everybody to tolerate. And I think uh, most. You know, we, I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah, I think most people you know truly agree that the benefits you know should be for U.S. Uh, citizens. You know, those that are here, that are here legally, you know, whatever that status is, but definitely a U.S. citizen. You know, the benefits for being a U.S. or, or us here is as being a U.S. citizen. And I, I definitely agree with that. Well, and it comes down to, too, you know, when people, you know, here illegally, they don't have identification. And I, I hear it a lot from folks here that they're worried about our elections. They're worried about that that somehow these these folks who have, have poured over the borders will then somehow start voting in elections, and that's that's really scary because one they they've not done anything to earn their citizenship, uh, and two they they will pick our our elected leaders. It could cost me or you a race at, at some point. Yeah, I, you know, I definitely think it, it's it should just be mandated that you have to be a U.S. citizen to vote. Uh, absolutely. Uh, couldn't agree more, um, for, for sure. How about taxes? I, I mean, it seems like layup questions, but these are the things we consider. Uh, I've worked a lot on tax reform over the years. I, I feel like we've gotten our state to a good place. The reform never stops. Uh, we, are, we always have to remain competitive with our neighbors. Really, we compete in a global economy. Any, any uh, And as a business owner, I know you get to write those checks to the government like I do. Uh, we don't necessarily uh, get those big checks back. We, we're, the, we're the ones that put it in. But uh, how, how do you feel about tax policy in North Carolina? 
So you guys have done, you know, some really good things and made some great strides. I'm definitely for lowering the income tax. You know, we've got to have a sustainable tax rate. We just do. That is what keeps us competitive, not only on a local level, but on a North Carolina state level as well. So I think we continuously, because it's all, we're always changing, everything's, you know, the economy, you know, everything that we're doing every day, everywhere is always changing. So we've got to continuously be, be looking at that. It's not a one-stop shop. Um, but I'm definitely in favor of lowering the income tax rate. And 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 there's other issues, you know, that I guess we all need to take a look at. And I'm going to leave lend to you guys as in your expertise as of what you've already done. Uh, but as a small business owner, it is one of my priorities for sure. Well, I, I, I know it will be. I, I think, you know, people say, well, you know, uh, countries like Israel have, uh, you know, mandatory uh, military service. I always say that, you know, maybe maybe it'd be a good idea for us to require everyone to own a small business for a year and have one employee and figure out what that looks like and look at the regulatory environment, look at what you have to keep up with, look what you have to do. But uh, yeah. you've done it. You've, you've yeah. had an accomplished career. It's been great to have you on today, Holly. Um, good luck to you in your race. Uh, I, I, I know we, we expect great things and looking forward to having you come to Raleigh. Well, I appreciate it, Jason, very much. And I appreciate the opportunity of speaking with you guys on my platform. Well, yeah, absolutely. Have you on any time. You've been listening to All Things Same. Holly Edwards, candidate for House District 73. Good luck to you in your race, and I hope things go well. Thanks for listening Thank to you. All Things Looking Same. Looking forward to joining you. you guys up there. Don't go anywhere. Right, we'll be back with thanks. more All Things Same, hosted by NC Representative Jason Sane on 105.9 100.7 WSIC. It's All Things Sane with North Carolina Representative Jason Sane on 1059 100.7 WSIC. Local starts here. And welcome back to All Things Sane. You're listening to your host, State Representative Jason Sane. That's me. And we do this every Wednesday from 11 to 12. Glad to have you on. Uh, we're getting a lot of listeners these days. I get uh, folks who call me and talk about the show. You can call into the show, 844-STUDIO-4. Uh, we're glad to do that. We just had Holly Edwards on. She is a candidate for House District 73. She's been on the school board there in Cabarrus County, been the uh, chair of the Board of Education for five years, has done a lot, and is now running for State House, looking to become one of my colleagues, our colleagues up in uh, up in Raleigh. We had on uh, Representative Jeff McNeely, who is running for re-election as well, and uh, he just got the big NRA endorsement this morning or last night. I think it happened over last over the night, but uh, nevertheless, he's very proud of that. We were talking about that this morning, told him to come to the show and and talk about that a little bit. So it's great to have you on. He does his show every Monday, same time slot, eleven. Till 12 every every Monday on WSIC. Of course, it's broadcast and podcast the same way that this show is. So hopefully you enjoy the show. We get a lot of feedback. Last week, uh, I'll tell you a little bit about what, what I've been doing as a state legislator. Uh, I got to visit Asheville, UNC Asheville. Um, UNC Asheville's got a new chancellor. Um, the chancellor is a wonderful lady. Uh, she's kind of been brought in to fix some things. If you pay attention, I might have seen some headlines. Uh, they've they've not done well with their money. I won't say it's been totally mismanaged, but things haven't really worked the way they should have worked. And and that that chancellor's gone. So we've got a new new person in town that's that's taking care of it. But really had a great time to interface with with a lot of the folks on that university community. You can see Asheville's one of our smaller uh, one of our smaller public universities, but beautiful place to be. Obviously, it's in Asheville. Got to meet uh, so many people there on their campus. They've got an incredible 
athletic director, Janet, is phenomenal. Uh, and she's got big plans for that university. There's student athletes, I think, were probably the most impressive uh, thing that I saw there because they, they're student athletes. They focus so much on a rigorous education there at UNC Asheville. Their, their student athletes are at the tops of their classes and, and tops, tops of everything that they're doing in terms of education. And then what they're doing, of course, on the field and off the field and got to witness a a basketball game. It was uh, super fun. So it's the Asheville uh, Bulldogs, and they had a, a packed house, and they took off, took out, I should say, took out uh, High Point, which is leading their division there in the Big South, and and they upset them. They're number two uh, in the conference, and they were able to pull off that upset, which was a lot of fun to watch and and very exciting. Uh, I get the opportunity as the appropriations chairman to visit a lot of our public universities because. We do put a lot of money into into those, and as we should. I'm a graduate of, of UNC Charlotte. I uh, also attended NC State, uh, and I know just how important it can be for the future of, of our state for to have a well-educated, uh, you know, populace that's out there, uh, either through our community college or high schools or through our uh, university system. And it was just a delight to be out there. I spent two days, uh, ended up having lunch with a group of uh, business folks there in Asheville uh, at the Grove Park Inn. These these were all. Uh, big supporters of UNC Asheville. Whether they had uh, business uh, or whether they had gone to school at UNC Asheville or not really wasn't the, the idea. It was that they're just supporters of the public institution there in and around uh, the western part of North Carolina. And uh, it's a big deal. And also got to visit their eSports studio. Uh, they've got a pretty impressive uh, little area that uh, is starting to build very quickly. And the reason that's important, obviously, eSports, if you've listened to the show, you know uh, I, I like to to play video games, but more than that, it is kind of a gateway to getting kids involved in STEM, and this is just a big part of that, and so it, it's not just about playing games, it's about all the technology that goes on in and behind, and and really what what kind of other industries that leads to. So UNC Asheville, I, I, I told them, I said, you got to quit being an undiscovered secret, uh, we've got to tell more people about what you're doing. They've got a record enrollment coming in, uh, so I think the Chancellor's very excited about that. Uh, their applications were through the roof this year, uh, which is a big change. And I think part of that is just because people are starting to hear about some of the good changes and good things that they're doing. Not without its challenges. Obviously, it's not a it's not a flat surface where you get to build a campus. So they've uh, they've got uh, lots to do. Even went and visited their STEAM laboratory, and and what it is is basically everything from science and technology. But the A in that is arts. Uh, so it's not STEM, it's STEAM. And the arts part of that, what they're able to marry a lot of the uh, complicated ways of doing things as far as um, mega, er, yeah, megatronics, but also animatronics, uh, where they had they showed me in this shop where they had built this huge display, this art piece that was for uh, for New York City, uh, is there in Times Square. And they were commissioned to do, students were commissioned to do this uh, art piece that was just amazing. And he used augmented reality, so a lot of technology in, in the back end of it, but then just the hard woodworking, crafting, and then the animatronics of, of making the thing seem real, uh, which is just a lot of fun to, to learn about and and know that so many students are going there for something just like that. I, sometimes you think Asheville is just weird, and uh, it is weird. Uh, but it's got its own special place, right? I, everywhere can't be just like hometown, but uh, uh, in Asheville, they embrace it. So that's that's up to them. The city council needs to work on their crime rate and some of the things they do there. But the, this campus itself is doing a phenomenal job. And so it was great to to interact with all those folks. So um, got got to do that today uh, at one o'clock. 
I get to you know dress up a little bit, uh, lose the T-shirt, and go to Leadership Lincoln, which is sponsored by our Chamber of Commerce. I know that Justin on the on the morning show, uh, he and Bill and uh, and crew have uh, 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 folks from the Lake Norman area from the chamber there. Uh, our local chamber, Lincoln and Chamber, Lincoln and Lincoln County, Lincolnton and Lincoln County Chamber of Commerce do something called Leadership Lincoln. They're going to take business leaders and really teach them about the community because folks come from all around. They may not know. They may have lived here all their life and they don't know. Uh, I know my wife has gone through this program a couple of years ago, really enjoyed it. And so the chamber does that here. I get to speak to them today as their government day. So not only is it Valentine's Day, but it's government day. And so uh, we get to go uh, educate them a little bit. Um, it, it'll, it'll be a lot of fun uh, to, to uh, get out there and, and field questions. Yeah, I love when people uh, who just don't know and they ask honest questions. Uh, it's, it's a lot of fun. You get a chance to educate. Uh, and that's really what, what, what it's all about. So I really applaud our folks at the, at the Chamber of Commerce here in Lincolnton for putting this on. I'm not sure how many years they've been doing it, but I know they've been doing it for a long, long time. And, and those, you see those graduates uh, of those classes, uh, they're successful in their businesses. They end up sometimes running for public office. So they get that deep grounding of, of what it means. So that is, that's really fun to watch. Um, so a lot going on. It is, it is, we are in the thick of election season. Uh, we were talking about endorsements earlier. Uh, those are, those are coveted. Uh, candidates really, you know, scramble to get those because it, it does identify them. Uh, it, you know, there's some endorsements I don't want and uh, the candidates don't want those endorsements. And, and usually if those are the ones you don't want, you're probably not going to get them. Uh, but it does speak to a lot of your base voters who maybe don't get to pay attention to everything that's happening in politics. Uh, but it but it certainly indicates where where you may be on an issue or a set of issues and so forth. So uh, it is it is fun to watch. But um, the um, uh, the NRA endorsements came out last night. A number of our candidates for House got those. Uh, Jeff McNeely in particular got got his endorsement. Uh, Tim Reeder out on the coast uh, or toward the coast, I should say. He's not out on the coast. Uh, Greenville, North Carolina area. He got his. Uh, a number of other candidates were, were touting their NRA endorsements this morning, which is fun to watch as well. Um, <clears throat> also, uh, later this week, uh, of course, ball games are happening. It's still basketball season, but we're quickly approaching sports betting in North Carolina for it to be legal. And of course, the advertisements are out there, letting people know that that's coming. Uh, and so, March 11th, if you paid attention, you, you know that I I ran that bill mainly, largely because I, I realized we were losing a lot of income uh, to other states, and and so we wanted to try to rectify that a little bit. And uh, so that will that will go live on March 11th. I get to plan something special that day. I uh, can't reveal yet what it is, but at at noon on that day, we'll have a lot of a uh, lot of fun with. Uh, um, Placing the first bet uh, with with one of the one of the uh, companies that we were able to do that. Uh, so again, I want to tell you how much uh, fun we have doing this show. I uh, want to remind folks who listen that you can get our newsletter from our office in Raleigh. Uh, you all you have to do is just send me an email. My email address is jason.sain.e at ncleg. Dot gov. So jason.sane at ncleg.gov. Uh, just say, hey, I'd like to get the newsletter. We'll put you on that list. We send it once a week. Uh, we've got a new legislative assistant. She is doing a wonderful job. Uh, Jennings Tumbling has joined our office. She comes to us from South Carolina. 
but uh, she, she's from uh, Beaufort, South Carolina, and uh, was going to law school in North Carolina and applied for the job of legislative assistant. So she's managing that newsletter and doing a fantastic job. I think Angela, uh, Angela's still in the office. She is now my chief of staff. Uh, she got promoted, and we brought in Jennings. Uh, Angela, I think, was glad to shake off that newsletter as much as she loved doing it. Uh, a kid, uh, I don't think she was a big fan of doing it, but she did it, and she did a good job at it. But Jennings loves it and uh, really doing well. So, it, again, you can always write us. Uh, you can always call the show if you got questions, or if you got questions about politics in general, glad to answer those for you. Uh, you can just use that email address, jason.sane at ncleg.gov. As we approach Election Day, remember, you can early vote. That's happening. Uh, you can you can go catch your votes. Look it up at, uh, uh, you can go to the website, NCSBE, that's North Carolina State Board of Elections.gov to find out uh, where your polling place is. You can even get sample ballots. And and I suggest that you do that. So you can look at the ballot, research those candidates that you're, uh, that you're thinking about voting for that, uh, uh, you know, want, you want to entertain. Uh, you can find a lot of things out about them uh, from their websites. You can also uh, search Twitter and so forth. Of course, I always caution people, make sure that it's true, the things you're finding there uh, as as you look online. You've been listening to All Things Sane. We really appreciate you listening every week. Uh, thank you to Bill in the studio. We're remote today because we've got a lot of stuff to do in the district, but uh, uh, just trying to get it all done in a week and, and, uh, and reach voters and uh, do the things that legislators do. I remind you that uh, my colleague Jeff McNeely has a show uh, on Mondays, and then Senator Vicki Sawyer has a show, same time slot, 11 to 12, every week, uh, and she does hers on Fridays. So great to have you uh, have this opportunity to interface with you, voters, constituents, and really appreciate you listening to all things same. Thanks for listening.